This is what you need, landlord, and stilettos All about empowerment and rising to another level uh, Women represented, now it's time to get it Show them you a boss with financial independence Michelle McAllister, now it's time to tell them Women do it better, this is landlord and stilettos Entrepreneurship, but on another level And through real estate, this is landlord and stilettos hey. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Landlord and Stilettos podcast. This is your girl, Michelle McAllister, the creator and founder of Landlord and Stilettos. And yes, I'm doing things a little bit different for 2021. I decided to finally leverage my YouTube channel. So I figured what better way to mix the two. I will have my podcast episodes recorded because I'm already sitting here recording anyway. Um, but usually when I do my podcast episodes, I'm in pajamas and I'm chilling. I'm looking a mess. I can't do that on YouTube. So um, welcome YouTube family. I am so excited to have you on this journey with us on the Landlord and Stilettos podcast. Before I jump into today's topic, uh, this podcast episode is brought to you by the Pinnacle Membership Group. So for those of you that don't know, Pinnacle Membership Group is my personal private membership community where all we focus on is multiple streams of income. So if you are interested in online entrepreneurship and you are interested in investing in real estate, you should seriously consider joining Pinnacle. We do monthly masterclasses. We have live group coaching sessions. We have amazing guests speakers that come in and chat with us. Um, it is really a wonderful opportunity for you to get to know other people that are on a similar journey as you. So if you are interested in joining Pinnacle, just log on to my website, landlordinstilettos.com and click on Pinnacle. All right. So let's get into today's topic, which I am so excited about because I initially was going to do a webinar on this topic, but I figured, you know what, let's talk about it on the podcast. So today we are talking about how to strategically fire your boss, okay? How to strategically fire your boss. Because one thing that I see floating around the internet so often is, you know, quit your job, follow your passion, quit your job. And people say these things and I'm like, do they have bills? They must not have the bills that I have because I have real bills, okay? So if you have a mortgage, if you have a car note, if your kids are in childcare, um, you know, if you have student loan debt, you oftentimes don't just have the luxury of getting up and quitting your job. Um, I quit my job in September of 2019. For those of you that might be new uh, to the Landlord and Stilettos podcast, because you're listening to me by way of YouTube, uh, to make a very long story short, I come from the pharmaceutical industry. My background is in pharma, and I've been in the pharma industry for 20 years. Yes, 20 good long years. And in September of 2019, I did uh, walk away from my job and I quit because I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to just create a new path for myself. Um, but I did it strategically. And so that's what I want to talk to you all about today. You don't have to just get up one day and say, okay, my God, I hate it. I'm just going to quit. 
and then you don't have a plan B. Um, I'm all about creating a plan B and having that pathway set out for yourself. So you kind of have a bit of a parachute, right? So when you make that jump um, and you make that leap, you have some protections set in place for yourself because you did it strategically. So let's go with point number one. And as you all know, I'm all about points. I always keep my points and my bullet points. That's the corporate side that comes out of me. It will always come out <laughs> inside of me. Um, I wanna start with many points do I have here that I wanna cover with you all today? One, two, three, just four good points. And you all know I like to keep my episodes nice and short and sweet to the point. Um, but now that I'm recording them, um, I may talk a little bit longer. So uh, we might go past the 30 minute mark. So just hang on with me. So the first point that I wanna make when you are thinking about leaving your job or quitting your job and you wanna do it strategically. And it's the first thing that I had to work on for myself. And it was my mindset, my mindset to go from the employee mindset to now working for yourself was a major transition for me. And the reason why it was such a transition for me personally is because I just been conditioned my whole life to have a nine to five. Like I was always going to keep a job. It didn't matter whether or not I had real estate, didn't matter if I had other streams of income coming in, like you won't keep that six figure job. Like that was what was always embedded in my brain. That was what was conditioned to me from my family, from my friends, from my coworkers. It was always strive to you know, climb that corporate ladder. So I was the girl that was always chasing a title. I was the girl that was always, you know, running after a raise. Um, and so to switch now to a model where you don't necessarily have guaranteed income coming in, I'm going to talk about how you can position yourself to have that, but you don't always have that, you know, every two weeks you get a paycheck and you know exactly what the amount is going to be. And you have your budgeted line items to pay out all of your expenses. Um, you got to change your mindset now to go from relying on a corporation, an entity, an organization that has been, you know, paying your bills. Obviously you work for it, but you know, they signed the paycheck to now you are the one that is in control. Um, and so that was a bit of a mindset shift for me to get to the place where I could be comfortable in knowing that every two weeks, I wasn't going to have a direct deposit coming to my bank account. And so what helped me overcome that was investing in real estate, because with real estate, it's very similar in that every month you have tenants that are going to pay you rent. And if you do it right, you will have enough cash flow that's coming in that you will you know, be able to use for however you like. And so if I were to tell my former self, um, you know, who was in that sort of imply employee mindset that was like, you know what, I'm never going to leave a six figure job because I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to make this on my own. You can make it on your own. As a matter of fact, I think, you know, society has us conditioned to believe that six figures is the holy grail of incomes. And that six figures is great. Six figures is wonderful, but so is seven figures. So is eight figures. So why can't we dream big enough to go beyond just having six figures? Um, for me, it wasn't even about six figures, seven figures, eight figures. It was, I need to be able to have enough income coming in 
through my various income streams that would cover my expenses and that I would have some discretionary income left over and I would also have income left over to invest. So everybody's number is gonna look different. Your number is gonna look different from their number and their number is gonna look different from my number. So my first piece of advice to you um, around mindset would be to change your mindset from that weekly, bi-weekly pay mindset to how can I develop income streams um, that are going to cover my daily living expenses and also you know, allow me to hopefully still live the same standard of life that I'm able to live. Now, with that being said, you may need to make some changes, which brings me to my next point. So my next point here is that you don't have to just jump into full-time entrepreneurship. You can build a bridge. You can build a bridge to entrepreneurship. It doesn't have to happen in a day. Um, and I know sometimes people don't like to hear this because they think, well, I don't want to wait, you know, another two years or five years or 10 years. Like I want it to happen now. And trust me, I understand that sentiment. Um, but I've been building my bridge for a very long time. I, you know, I've been in this industry for 20 years. I bought my first property about 17 years ago and I've been building since then. And I wasn't even building with the idea that I'd be working for myself necessarily. I was building because I just never liked relying on a job. I never liked the idea of someone having the power to say to me, you know what, we don't want you anymore. We're done with you. Or you know what, our numbers came in this year and you know our bottom line isn't looking good. So we gotta erase you off the, the line item. Or you know what, we just, you know, I don't like her. We don't like we don't like her. Her personality doesn't fit with our organizational culture. She's not a good fit. Um, yeah, whatever the reason might be, I was always super uncomfortable with the idea or the notion that someone could just discard me. Um, so I would say build a bridge. So let's talk about building a bridge. How do you build a bridge? So first and foremost, you know that you need to have an emergency fund saved. There is a statistic out there that states that the average American has less than $1,000 saved in an emergency fund. So if you fall into that category, no need to freak out or feel bad about yourself. You just got to start taking some steps today to improve that situation. So how do you do that? Well, the next piece of thing that you need to do is you need to start building new income streams, i.e. building a business. And I hate to use the word side business because it's like, you know, it is some people don't take that word seriously. Like, oh, I have my side business. I want you to treat your side business like your main business. Like I want you to treat your nine to five and your job is what it is. It does provide for you and it pays the bills and it's what's giving you, you know, your primary form of income, but don't call it a side business. It's your business. You're also building a business on the side. And so we can get into another podcast episode or another YouTube video about what some of those ideas can be. But I, on my Instagram page, if you all follow me at Landlord in Stilettos, I give tons of ideas for different businesses that you can start that are not expensive. It is very easy to start a business today with little to no money. Why? Because of social media, right? So you have all of these platforms that are free to use. Why not take advantage of them? I said this in my last podcast episode, and I'm going to say it again because I swear it is my mantra for 2020. And the mantra is that having an 
audience is the new currency. Having an audience is the new currency, you guys. So if you're afraid of public speaking, if you're afraid to get in front of a camera, if you're afraid to get on a microphone, I'm gonna need you to overcome those fears and start building out a brand for yourself around something that you love, something that you are super passionate about. Uh, I share this story and I will continue to share this story because it's so hilarious to me. But when I first started my Instagram account, I started at zero. So I did not have an, a pre-built audience. I started from zero, built my page from zero to now 35K in a little over a year and a half. Some people grew way faster than me. There's some people that started at the same time I started and they're like at 100,000. Some people are, you know, still at 1,000. It doesn't matter. Everybody's journey is gonna be their own. But what I'm telling you is that uh, when I first started, I was following uh, this page and the whole page was about strawberries. And this account posted pictures of strawberries every single day. And I know my Pinnacle members get sick of hearing me sharing this story, but I share it because this account had over like 50 or 100,000 followers. I forget, it was a ton, a ton of followers. And um, they were making money. They were making money through ads and promotions, okay? And so if someone, who has a passion for just strawberries and you never saw this person's face. They never came on camera. I don't know who was behind this account. All I know is every day they pick another beautiful picture of a fabulous strawberry and they were making money and they had tons of followers. So if that person can do that and that person has that kind of drive and that kind of hustle, you can do the same thing too, okay? Like no excuses. Last podcast episode to kick off 2021 was no excuses. If you haven't listened to that, log in and check that out because I just, there are no excuses. You can build an audience and you can do it around something that you love. Maybe you love knitting. Maybe you love pugs. Maybe you love, you know, hair. Maybe you love fashion, beauty, whatever. For me, I love multiple streams of income. I love it. Like I could talk about it all day. I'm talking about it right now. I love to talk about real estate. I love online entrepreneurship, but more importantly, I really do love to help people. So you also need to have that element in there as well. The, the love and the need and, de and the desire to want to help other people, see them grow, watch them win. And at the same time, you know, they will pour into you as well by purchasing your products, buying your courses, buying your eBooks, listening to your podcast, however it is you choose to monetize your talents, okay? Um, so I also get another question about, you know, how much money do I need to have saved? And that is a legitimate question. Um, it all depends on your lifestyle. For me personally, um, six to nine months just didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel like enough. I wanted to have a little bit more of a security blanket underneath me. So I like to tell people if you can, if at all possible, have a year's salary saved, you will feel a little bit more confident and a lot less stressed. Now, there are a couple ways that you can do that. And the biggest way is that you're going to have to cut your daily living expenses. And I'm not talking about the small expenses like your Starbucks or your Dunkin' Donuts or you know whatever little vices that you might have. I'm talking about the big ones, like your biggest expenses are probably your mortgage, and your car note, and maybe you have student loans and credit card debt. So while you have a job, right? Cause now we're talking about how to strategically fire your boss. You are now looking at your job as a means to move on to the next chapter. So the way that you should do that is minimizing your expenses as much as possible. 
for me, I, when I first bought my first property, I was living in a fancy apartment downtown in the city. It was gorgeous. It had exposed brick and overlooked the city. It was just so sexy. And guess what? I couldn't live there and also save for a property. So I had to put my tail between my legs and like a little sad puppy dog and move in with my parents to be able to save. If you are in a position to do that, if you are young, if you are single and your parents, of course, are welcome, you know, would welcome you back home, take advantage of that to save, to be able to make the money moves that you want to make. Um, if you're not in that situation and you have kids and you're married and you have a husband and you got like this crazy house with this crazy dumb mortgage that's unaffordable, you might want to look at downsizing your lifestyle. These are some of the decisions that you're going to have to make. I have a really good friend of mine. Um, she left corporate too. And she was like super high at the top, like director of marketing, brilliant woman. And she just she was like, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I want to follow my passion, which her passion was art. And so she opened up her own art studio. However, she lived in a mega mansion. I mean, like this, this lady's house was crazy. You know, you go over there, you just get lost in the house, like multiple bathrooms, like five and six and seven bathrooms. And it was a beautiful home. And you know what? She sold it, downsized it, got something smaller and manageable. Like her mortgage was so manageable. She's like, Michelle, even if I don't make a profit for two years, I can manage this mortgage. And like, that was the level of sacrifice that she was willing to make um, to, to, to manifest her dreams and manifest her goals. She had just gotten sick of being in the corporate world. And, you know, of course her friends and her family all looked at her like she was crazy. Like, why would you give this up? You've got, you've got the dream house, you have the dream job, but like, those are, those are their dreams, right? Like, I want y'all to think about your dreams. Like, what's your dream? Like, I, you know, my mother and I love my mother to death. And, you know, she's my biggest fan. She's my biggest cheerleader. But, you know, her dream for me was always like to be like the vice president of somebody's company. Like, you're going to be the vice president of somebody's company, Michelle. And and that was what was always embedded in my head. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the vice president of somebody's company. Never thinking like, well, what if, what if I want to be like the CEO of mine? You know what I mean? Like, we got to start thinking about what we want for ourselves, and, and get out of the mindset of what we've been conditioned to believe um, in terms of what people want for us. And my mom, I'm sure she just, you know, that was her dream. Her dream was to always like reach the, the top of a company and the top of an organization and just like be the HBIC in charge. And that that's not what I wanted. Um, that not That's not what the goals that I had for myself once I got into corporate and I saw what it would take to get to that level. I said, you know, between the bureaucracy and the red tape and the sexism and the racism and the glass ceiling, like I don't want to have to I'm not fighting through all that. I want to fight for my own. Um, so building a bridge, starting a business, creating new income streams. So find out what you're passionate about. Find out ways that you can monetize your talents. If you have a job, if corporate hired you, whatever job you're doing, it doesn't even matter if you're in corporate, you could be you know, a customer service rep. That means that you have a talent and you have a skill set that you can monetize. Customer service reps make fantastic virtual assistants. I know virtual assistants who are pulling in five to $10,000 a month. You know, there are tons of opportunities out there for you to use whatever skills and talents that you have and do it for yourself. For me, my background was sales, marketing, and training. 
What am I doing now with landlord and stilettos? Much of what I do, especially in my membership group, is training, sales, marketing, right? And so I used to always think, well, I don't know if I would be able to do that for myself because you get so accustomed to a corporation or a job telling you, you know, we are all you got. Like, you're not going to be able to make, make it on your own. You have to believe that you can. You have to believe that you can make it on your own because you absolutely, you absolutely can do this. You just have to have faith. You have to believe in yourself and you have to put a plan together to execute on it, okay? All right, so this brings me to my next point here. And I just wanna make sure I'm good on time because y'all know I can talk. Um, the next part, part, part of this in terms of strategically firing your bosses, you want to make sure that you do all of your research up front about all of the stuff that has been automated for you as an employee. So what do I mean by that? Number one, your 401k, right? So if you're getting 401k or you're getting like company matches or whatever, like extra money you might be getting by way of an investment vehicle that your, you know, company sponsors, you're now as an entrepreneur going to think about ways that you want to continue saving for that nest egg. So maybe you want to look into different vehicles like an IRA, I don't know, whatever works for you, but you are now going to be in charge of saving for that piece of your retirement. Your company is no longer in charge of it. So when you get hired at a new job, it's always fun. You sit down, do your benefits. You get to elect what plans you want and all that. All that's gone now. So that becomes your responsibility. So you're going to need to be able to take charge of that. The second piece of that is health care. That's another thing, right? Like your employer probably takes care of your health care if you work for one of those organizations and so fortunate and lucky enough to have health care. I know everyone doesn't. Um, but for those of you that do, you go in, you elect what kind of health care you want. If your spouse is on your plan, if your kids, well, now as your own boss, you are going to have to be in charge of your health care. So do your research, look out there and see what's on the exchange, find out what you qualify for. Um, and do this beforehand. Don't wait until you quit your job to then try to figure out what you're going to do for healthcare. Already have that figured out and planned out and that, that budget number planned out because you're gonna need to make sure that you have enough income streams coming in or that you have enough saved in your emergency fund that's gonna be able to cover your healthcare. Same thing with life insurance. Um, make sure that you have all of that covered and you talk to some type of financial advisor that can have that all planned out for you, especially if you have kids. And then last but not least, what is very important too is your taxes. So now you are a business owner, you're going to be working for yourself. You need to make sure that you are staying on top of all of your expenses, keeping your receipts, knowing what's tax deductible, knowing what's not, hiring a fantastic CPA. I don't like to do my taxes on my own because this is one less thing I don't want to have to worry about. I love my CPA. He knows what he's doing. He knows like my financial situation and like he has it covered. So these are things that you are going to have to now, you know, manage yourself where before it may have been on autopilot because you were in a nine to five. And last but not least, this is just the last point that I want to make when we talk about strategically firing your boss and exiting whatever job situation that you might be in to work for yourself. And that is, um, and I say this, you know, jokingly, but I mean it, and it's pimp your job. You need to be pimping your job right now. Your job is probably pimping you. They're getting everything out of you for the lowest possible amount of money possible. They're getting your skills. They're getting your talents. They're getting your time, they're pimping you. 
opportunities to pimp them. So how do you pimp your job? You leverage every single resource that they have to offer, right? Some of y'all don't take advantage of anything that your job has to offer. Sometimes they offer you free training, take it. Um, sometimes they offer you free access to different sites like uh, lynda.com or udemy.com, take it. They offer free counseling. You have the opportunity to sit and talk with a counselor, take it. You might not think you need it, but hey, if it's free, why not take advantage of it? You don't have to talk to them about your plans of being an entrepreneur, but you can talk to them about mindset. You can use them as a life coach. You can use them as an additional resource to further strengthen and improve where you are mentally. Um, Tuition assistance, they want to pay for classes, if they're going to pay for you to get an additional degree, are they going to pay for some type of certification, take it, do it. Go on your company's website, go under the benefits, and don't just click off your health benefits, find out every single benefit that they have to offer and leverage it and use it. That is what I did. I stayed on the website. Y'all, oh, y'all want to offer that for free? I'm there. Oh, y'all having somebody come in in a seminar talking about investing? I was the first one to sign up for it. Oh, you having a guest speaker that's going to be coming in talking about time management? I want to take it. I'm going to learn. And you may not even care about time management. What you're doing is you are putting together a piece to a puzzle. How does this person present, right? How does this person put together their slide deck? How is this person communicating with you and selling to you? These are all ideas that you're getting. And I used to bring notebooks books with me. I wouldn't even be taking notes on the presentation. I would be taking notes on the person and how they presented themselves to me and how it resonated with me. You know, what did she say? How did she greet me? What was her color scheme? What was her branding like? These are all the things that you should be paying attention to now as you build your bridge to entrepreneurship. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Um, I know that, you know, everybody's happy that 2020 is over and we're now in a new year. Um, but for me, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a new year, but it's the same goals for me. Like I'm still going after everything that I said that I was coming for. And I want you guys to do the same thing. My goals this year are to reach as many people as possible, um, to share with them all of the information that they may need to become less reliant on a job or a nine to five. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely hit the follow button. It's at Landlord and Stilettos. Um, and please follow our sister pages. So uh, if you're interested in joining Pinnacle Membership Group, it's a phenomenal community. You can hit the Instagram page, it's Pinnacle Membership. And then also, obviously, the Landlord and Stilettos podcast, hit us up on Instagram. I'll be uploading some content there. And then also Quick Landlord Forms, that is a business that is going to be launching soon. It's been taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, but I've partnered up with some people and um, the technology aspect of it um, is taking a little bit longer, but it's coming soon. And it's going to be a phenomenal resource for people who are interested in having state-specific leases. Every landlord needs a state-specific lease. You can't just be Googling your leases and just getting them off of Google because there are important elements that are specific to your lease um, that need to be in there. And so uh, I want all my do-it-yourself landlords to have the utmost protection. And so 
quick landlord forms will do that for you. Listen, feel free to DM me guys, like and subscribe. Isn't that what you're supposed to say on YouTube? All the girls say, hit the like button and subscribe. So hit the like button and subscribe. Tell your friends about Landlord and Stilettos. And I'm wishing you nothing but the best in 2021. I'm going to try to do these weekly. So tune in, stay tuned. And thank you so much, everyone, for your support. Until the next time. Mwah!